step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I picture Governor LePage uh, saying that while uh, while he vetoed the marijuana bill. Senator Levy, how you doing? Doing fine. I, I know I'm here to talk about politics, but I'm I'm not a fan of that Taylor no, Swift no, song. No, no, it's not just no, man. It's it's not just you. It's not. I, 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 it didn't do a heck of a lot for me when it when it came through, but somehow right. it still hangs. I, I think I, I don't think you're gonna hear it a ton much longer. Yeah, she's got other stuff. That's good. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I, they just that's what they do now. If they if they release one that's a turd, what they do is they just keep flushing <laughs> stuff through it. That's right. what they do. It's crazy. I mean, she can just go back to the shake it off style. I right. Think, that's and recycle that. She'd do very well. I think we'd all like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably what's going to end up happening. That, that they'll call it the retro hit or something when it comes back through. Um, we'll talk a, a little bit about uh, all the political stuff going on because, well, it is that time of year. Election day tomorrow. Now, what, what, what are your plans? Like, do you stay up all night? Is it an all-nighter? Like, well, coffee, donuts, whole nine yards, and just stay up and watch everything, even if you're not <coughs> campaigning? Yeah, I, I'm definitely one of those junkies when it comes to um, election day. It's it's like the Super Bowl. It's like yeah. the World Cup. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nova Vizelas, like, though. Yeah. Uh, what's what's a little different though is I'm not on the ballot this year, so all of the stress, all of the burden is, is sort of lifted, and I don't have to deal with that. I can just kind of enjoy the spectacle. Next year is a different story. I'll be on the ballot. I'll be counting votes and running ragged till election day. But so you know, my heart goes out to all those candidates who have stepped up to run for local office, um, have put themselves out there, and are going through this uh, brutal exercise in our American democracy. Legislature's been back in action recently. What have uh, what have you guys been going uh, been up to? I, I assume uh, we'll start off with marijuana legalization. Yeah, we had a, a special session um, a couple of weeks ago, um, and there we took up a number of issues. One of them was um, a bunch of new regulations for the upcoming um, recreational marijuana market. So, of course, this was approved by voters at the ballot box last year. And uh, the folks that brought that referendum to the people um, were actually a large number of the professional marijuana industry. And so they wrote the legislation the way they wanted, and that's what voters approved. I mean, we all remember just saying yes or no, do we want to legalize? But behind that question, there's all kinds of regulations that were written by the industry. So the legislature has taken a fine-tooth comb and over the last eight months gone through each line of that 65-plus pages of uh, statute and made changes and adjustments and uh, put in new safeguards and new controls for the market and adjusted you know, how it's going to be taxed and where enforcement's going to go and, and provide funding for um, communities that decide they want to get involved in uh, recreational marijuana sales and made sure that communities that don't um, have those protections to, to not be involved. Pretty comprehensive effort. And um, so we passed that bill through the House and Senate, sent it to the governor's desk. But unfortunately, uh, a couple of days ago, we got word that he vetoed that legislation. And when I read the veto letter, 
his main concerns are that there's lack of clarity at the federal level with respect to um, marijuana legalization in states. You know, the Obama administration had said they're going to be more lax on marijuana trafficking because they're going to focus on the real bad stuff. The Trump administration, though, hasn't really come out with a position on how they're going to treat um, treat this issue. So that's of concern to him. And then the second concern, I think, is just a philosophical opposition to to this issue. And, I, you know, I have the same philosophical opposition, but I guess where we differ is that the people voted on this. They say we need to move forward. And I, so I think it's incumbent on us to uh, move forward in good faith to establish regulations for the market. What's troubling here is that if we can't override the veto and put this new law in place that replaces the law that was drafted by the marijuana industry, what's going to happen is the marijuana industry law is going to stand, and in January the market is going to open, and the folks that wanted to have this market, who drafted the regulations, are going to get exactly what they want, and that's, that's concerning. Interesting. How, how, uh, how much money gets, do, is there like a financial impact on this? Is there a certain amount of money that gets lost by this not passing through by chance? Yeah, uh, certainly there would be foregone tax revenues because we, we increased the tax rate. I think the initiative calls for 10% tax on the product and uh, the legislation we passed called for 20%. Keep in mind that tobacco is taxed at about 80%. So, I mean, we're not talking uh, absurd taxation here. Um so that's an issue. And then, you know, there's a lot of lack of clarity on um, how towns can go forward, either uh, blocking marijuana from coming to their town or, you know, setting up regulations to govern how the sales are going to go. And so there's a lot of confusion there and potentially a lot of legal issues and court battles and the like. So um, it's unfortunate. We are talking with State Senator Nate Libby. We'll have more with him on the way. Mains Big Z, 92.7, So That was fun. That was good times. That was not expected, I guess you could say. So workforce investment funding. Um, apparently, uh, governor hold, withholding funds for local workforce investment work. Uh, Trump administration's weighed in on this. What, what's the latest on this? Yeah, for years, the uh, state government has accepted funds from the U.S. Department of Labor um, to do workforce development training. And these funds have come down from the feds gone through the state and then down to local um, providers. So folks like uh, adult education or the community action programs, um, those are places where people are actually being retrained to go into the healthcare field, go into construction, go into other kinds of professional um, worlds. And it's uh, particularly important for folks that have lost their work at Maine's paper industry, for example. Um, a lot of folks have been retrained using these funds. So the governor has told the feds that he is going to um, refuse the funds. He uh, doesn't like how um, the administration within the state is going. He thinks that four entities giving out the funds should be consolidated to one. Um, these are pretty relatively minor changes, I think, in the grand scheme of things. But what's, what's really terrible is that... Um, these funds ran out on October 31st, so we have a number of workforce training uh, providers that have um, relied on these monies who um, basically are going without now and have had to lay off, um, lay off employees and also tell people that are in training programs that they can no longer continue in the programs. So a lot of people are put out by this decision. The Trump administration is asking the governor to 
accept the funds and use them as intended. Um, those of us in the legislature who are concerned about this, trying to work with the governor to figure out what we can do to make him happy and, and allow the funds to be released. But um, this is a really strange one. You, you don't ever expect these kinds of things to come up, but real people are being hurt by it, and we're trying to figure out a way to uh, undo the damage. We're talking with State Senator Nate Libby. We'll have more with him on the way. 831, 62 degrees on the Z, 92715. Senator Libby is hanging out with us this morning for his monthly visit on Election Eve. Ranked choice voting still hasn't gone away yet. I, not that I was expecting it to, but, you know, it's still a thing out there. What's, uh, what's the latest on that? Yeah, this is another citizen initiative that was passed by the voters last year. And um, since the voters passed it, the main Supreme Court has weighed in and uh, raised some concerns about its constitutionality. And so uh, the legislature has been trying to thread a needle here about how to meet the concerns of the court and try to respect the will of the voters. Um, but it's been very difficult to get uh, two-thirds of the House and two-thirds of the Senate plus the governor to agree. So... What's happened now is uh, the legislature passed um, a law that would push out the implementation for four years of ranked choice voting. Um, and if after four years uh, the Constitution has not been amended to bring it into compliance with this law, um, ranked choice voting would go away. So it's basically um, a way to kill ranked choice voting and make sure it doesn't, um, doesn't ever happen. So the governor signed that bill on Friday, and uh, the folks that are really pushing for ranked choice voting announced that they're going to start collecting signatures to do a people's veto of this new law that pushes out ranked choice voting. What's interesting and complicated and frustrating now is that if the advocates are successful getting enough signatures to do a people's veto, um, it effectively puts a stay on this new law that we passed, the push-out law. And so in June, in the, in the June primary, we're actually going to have our first ranked choice uh, uh, election in the primary for governor and any other primaries at the state level. Um, but we're also going to have a second question on whether we still support ranked choice voting. So um, it's going to be a very strange situation. It's going to be very difficult for election clerks um, because they've got a very short window to create this new ranked choice system. Um, the legislature has not appropriated any funding to implement ranked choice voting. And um, another strange thing is that all, all of the ballots are going to have to be counted in a central location, according to um, the initiative that was passed by voters. So you're going to have 420-some uh, municipalities all shipping their ballots to, say, Augusta um, for them to be counted uh, in this ranked choice format. And so it's going to sort of be like a statewide recount times a million what could possibly um, go wrong with that? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> what could possibly yeah. go wrong with that? Yeah. Nice. Good um, times. So, yeah, so good times. Another so. another well-thought-out uh, question that we that we put out there to the voters without knowing what was... I just... I don't know, man. It, it blows me away sometimes. I just... I, just, I know. I just... Stranger than fiction. Stranger. It really is. I'm, I'm amazed at the at the work you guys do and the stuff that you get, the, the yeah. messes you guys have to clean up sometimes. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a supporter of ranked choice voting, but I am I am seriously concerned about this June election. Like, this this is not this is not a good situation. No, it's not a good look either. And, and the advocates are going to get all pissed, uh, upset yeah. with me for saying that. But that's the truth. 
Well, that's why you have, you know, you, just, you put them to voicemail. That's what happens. <laughs> that's going on. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Lewiston Auburn consolidation. I'm just going to turn this into one big segment because I'm running behind because we've got plenty of time still and it'll just make it easier that way. Um, the consolidation, it's a hot button issue. Everybody's in or out on the merger, it seems. Um, I haven't really talked to you about it. What, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I'm not a local official anymore, so this really isn't my, you know, my fight to have, but I'm going to be voting for um, the merger, I think. I think merging the two cities creates opportunities for us to do things differently at the municipal level uh, to create some efficiencies and then use this cost savings to make investments in places that we are lacking. Um, so I think it's a pretty uh, cool opportunity. Now, all that being said, um, I'm getting a distinct uh, sense that the folks in Auburn really do not want consolidation. Um, you know, I, the, there are very few people over there that I've uh, heard who are championing this issue. Um, so I'm, I'm afraid um, that it's probably going to fail, at least in one city, um, uh, on Election Day. But, you know, uh, folks will make up their own minds. And, um, you know, I think even if we do consolidate, we're still going to have um, the Blue Devils and the Red Eddies. I don't think we're going to have some purple hybrid with a merged high school. I think we're still going to have those two mascots. We can still have the battles on the bridge and all that kind of thing. That's, that's going to be important for a lot of folks. Um you know, a lot of lot of local races happening tomorrow as well. Um, and anything out there for that? Do you, do you, this this merger thing is really uh, kind of cast a. I don't want to see a pall over it, but it's almost been like a cloud hovering right. all, over all the local elections. Yeah, uh, the folks that I've talked to who are running for various offices, they say this is pretty much the first thing that comes up in conversation with voters at their doorstep. Um, I think for some it's a litmus test, you know, whether I'm going to support this candidate or not based on my opinion of the merger. But I think others are more open-minded. Um, but we've got uh, big races for uh, the mayor's seat in both cities. Both uh, incumbents in Auburn and Lewiston are finishing up their their time as mayors. So we've got, we are definitely going to have new mayors in Lewiston and Auburn. Um, in Auburn, it's uh, Jason Levesque and Adam Lee. And my uh, election eve prediction is that Adam Lee pulls off a, uh, a modest victory in that race. He's been working very, very hard, uh, exceptionally skilled, um, has experience on the city council, really nice guy. Um, so uh, that's my prediction there. And then over in Lewiston, we've got a five-way race for mayor, and Lewiston has a runoff system. So unless uh, tomorrow Lewiston voters give one candidate 50% or more, um, we will have a runoff. And so my prediction there is that Ben Chin and uh, Mark Kerr will finish 1-2, uh, either of them, in, in those positions, and then those two will go on to a December runoff. Um, and I think uh, Lewiston would be well-served by having either of those guys as mayor. Talking with State Senator Nate Libby here on The Breakfast Club. He joins us for our monthly visit here. Um, you know, switching, uh, switching to uh, national politics here actually you know what let me let me t- touch base on question number two about expanding coverage under the medicaid program yeah um what do voters need to know about this there's a lot of stuff flying around both sides here yeah um question two expanding coverage under the main medicaid program for working mainers folks that um are somewhere around 100 percent of the poverty level up to about 150 percent of the poverty level so you know folks that work full-time and make minimum wage would fit right in that that group, um, that's a group of people who often don't get health coverage through their employer, or if they do, it's prohibitively expensive. So these are by and large working folks, and the federal government has a pretty 
good deal for this program. They pay 90% of every dollar um, of healthcare coverage um, for this group of people, about 60,000 people that would get covered. Uh, what's important to know, I think, is uh, Maine's hospitals have come out in support of question two, voting yes on question two. Um, every nurse that I've talked to supports question two. Um, you know, I think we should put a lot of stock in the folk in, in what those folks have to say because they are the front line of our healthcare system. They are seeing folks going without preventative treatment. They are seeing folks come in to the emergency room when they really should be um, covered through their primary care, but can't because it's too expensive. So I'm going to be voting for question two and uh, hope, uh, hope others do too. State Senator Dan Libby joins us each and every month here on The Breakfast Club. Thank you very much. Have Thanks, fun buddy. up there. Appreciate it. I hear it's a wild, wild west right now with yes. no, no, no marijuana law. It's weird. Just craziness. It's a breakfast club. Maine's Big Z, 92.7, degrees. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.